Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Maple Syrup Blood Money. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Carty, and joining me is the Hiram to my Hermione, Noah Carden. Hello, Noah. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's always a pleasure. Just before we get started, I have a PSA that I I, okay. I feel is very important to deliver. Um, okay. I was hoping to do that they would eventually do a spa episode, but this is important information, and I need to get it out to the public immediately. Okay. So, do you know in spas, Noah, like in any fiction that involves a spa, when they put cucumbers on your eyes and all that business? Yeah. <laughs> Did you walk away? I, I, I had to lean over to grab something. It's okay. Um, I caught you off guard. Anyway, back into my character voice. Okay. Well, here's a fun fact. Don't fucking do that. Don't put cucumbers on your eyes. Because I, I learned the hard way this this past few days that uh, fruits and vegetables are a breeding ground for bacteria. And apparently oh, no. spas put them through a very rigorous process to make them safe to put on your eyes. Uh, because you will get an eye infection and you will weep pus from your eyes. This is taking a, a turn for the incredibly gross. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. So, like, my wife was having a rough time. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I'll do, like, a sweet little spa day for my wife. And, like, I, you know, did her nails, uh, foot massage, back massage. And, like, I put cucumbers on her eyes. And she was like, oh, that's a great idea. Turns out that's a fucking terrible idea because like the next morning she was like i think i have a sty which is like a thing in your eye mm-hmm. and then like she went to work and she was like I, my eyes keep weeping pus it's like i'm some sort of like fictional monster and then oh, when she God. came home from work yesterday she went to the pharmacy and they were like let me guess you put cucumbers on your eyes and she was like yeah and they were like don't do that <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Don't also, fucking do that, people. I I have a PSA of my own. Okay, you got to do it in a PSA voice, though. Hi, okay. I'm Noah Carden. Like that. Hi, I'm Noah Carden. That's a good and voice. When you go to concerts, events, where there's very loud music, <laughs> wear hearing protection. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a big one. Because I went to a show last night. And when it ended, everybody around me sounded like they were on helium. <laughs> Who'd you it see? It was bad. Who'd you go see? Uh, I went and saw Coheed and Cambria. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Were they um, good? They're, they're very good. Um, they're doing a their Never Ender tour, so they're playing an entire album front to back. Oh, that's pretty sick, actually. Um, yeah, it was, it was really good. It is wet and muggy here in New Jersey, and the, my allergies ha- are just wrecking my body. So, it's just been a hot mess. But yeah, always wear your ear protection, but never put cucumbers on your eyes. Yes. So, we're, we're four minutes into this episode, and we haven't talked anything. People don't come um, here for Riverdale. <laughs> they come no, here for no, us. Um Okay, so episode 10, what is it called? Uh, this is chapter 10, The Lost Weekend, which is which is appropriate considering yeah, what bad. happens in this episode. That's not bad. I, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Fuck me. I am so coffee right now. Um, I'm not going to lie. Nothing happened really in this episode. I have half of a page of notes. Okay. Because it's mostly just... Like clips of the the youngsters having sex dances with one another. Like yes. that's like a solid thirty percent of the episode. <laughs> it it is, including the 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 opening, which is, uh, of course, Jughead giving his Jughead a log, um, talking about control and chaos and how like when you realize that really life is just completely out of control. 
no matter what you do, even if you try, it's it's all just it's all bullshit, man. Yeah, man. I like Quentin Tarantingus. He's a great <laughs> film auteur. <laughs> um and and as Jughead talks about uh loss of control and chaos and all that, we see uh lots of shots of like fisheye lens party scenes. Um at one point, we see Archie, like, without a shirt, with other boys without a shirt, who are wearing, like, pig and horse masks. So, that, okay, I watched this episode a week ago, and I did not have time to rewatch it, but that explains this note that I have. I wrote, why is Archie afraid of only one Hotline Miami? And <laughs> so it all makes sense all of a sudden. He's afraid I, of the I, wolf, but not the pig. I, too, had a Hotline Miami joke in here, so I'm never <laughs> on the same page. Um, uh, we also me. see uh, Cheryl Blossom shouting at cheerleaders, including Betty and Veronica. Um, things like that. Um, and then we get uh, a quick scene of um, Fred letting the, the boys know in the stinky boy room <laughs> that, uh, th- that he's going out of town. He's going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um he apologized for missing uh, Jughead's birthday, which is this weekend. Um, but Jughead's like, it's cool, man. I don't celebrate my own birthday because, he, of course, he doesn't. He's Jughead. I hate my birthday. I hate being surrounded by people that like me. Yeah, pretty much. Cool, Jughead. Um, uh, then uh, Fred takes Archie outside and explains that he's taking care of the divorce papers with his mother, finally. He's going up there. They're going to hash it out and get it taken care of. Um, and this is like the first time we really get to see Archie kind of be upset about his parents being like separated. Yeah. Um, he seemed pretty cool with it earlier, especially when his dad was was getting that sweet sweet lodge. <laughs> that Hermione um, Strange. Yeah. But uh, he actually asked if it's because of Hermione, um, and Fred says no. He's he's done with that. They're not doing that anymore. Um, and Archie's like, hey, I mean, maybe while you're up there, maybe you can, like, fix it. You know, try and f- fix Just your relationship with mom. That'd be anything. super awesome. Please. Um, but Fred's like, nah, your your mom kind of made me the, the bearer of bad news with, like, the whole separation thing, so. I am playing this game, boy. Yeah. Um, over at the, the lodges, uh, Hiram's lawyer, Paul Sourberry. Fucking, his name is, okay, is this like something you got from like Amazon, the Amazon thing where it's like, oh, this character's name is Paul Sourberry, he's from the Sour Patch Garden. No, no, it's, it's, Hermione actually says the name Paul Sourberry. Holy shit, I missed a lot this episode. <laughs> um, but he's basically <laughs> just here to get a, a statement, which Hermione's like, not Hermione, but Veronica's like, nah, man, not doing it. Dad nah, dog, bad. nah. Is, is this the scene where Veronica's in glasses? Because my only note after the Hotline Miami joke and before an apparent dance-off is Veronica in glasses, question mark? Yes, please. Like, <laughs> that, that I'm happens just a little later. A creep. I'm a fucking cretin, dog. <laughs> um, okay. So, but yeah, so Paul Sour Patch Kid comes in uh-huh. and Veronica's like, nah, dog. So what happens next? Where do we go now? Uh, at school, Betty and Archie tell Veronica that Archie overheard Clifford Blossom say that uh, he, they're the reason that Hiram is in jail, which kind of stuns and puzzles Veronica, uh, who decides to go investigate at some point later on, which is when we get to see her in glasses. Um, yeah, at this point, Clifford Blossom could be like, and I also ate a baby. And, like, all of these children would be like, well, I guess there's really nothing we can do right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, after they have the little conversation, uh, Archie and Betty are out in the hallway when Archie decides to tell Betty that, hey, it's Jughead's birthday this weekend. Um, he doesn't like to make a big deal out of it. Betty, he doesn't like to make a big deal out of it. Um Alright, listen, don't harp on Betty, because her execution was good in later scenes. It is the forces of chaos <laughs> that ruin everything. <laughs> Damn that chaos. Um, Damn it. But every year, Jughead and Archie would go to a double feature at the Bijou, which is the, like the town theater. 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 Yeah, um, proper theater. But now that Jughead has a girlfriend. Archie doesn't want to be the third wheel. Um, 
So take him to the Bijou. Yeah. Uh, Betty protests and says it'll be like old times. Archie says three musketeers, to which uh, Betty has to be pedantic and say that there was four musketeers. Um, well, maybe you should read the title of the book. Yes. Like, D'Artagnan wasn't a musketeer for a while. Yeah, he was just some punk-ass kid. It's not D'Artagnan, it's D'Artagnan's monster. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um... Betty then decides to call FP, inviting him to the movies and dinner for Jughead's birthday, but FP explains that Jughead hates surprises and his birthday, and that the best gift FP could give is to just stay away. Nah. Yeah, Jughead also hates fun. Yeah, this is true too. He's he's a contrarian. He's a like, weirdo. He's not even a weirdo. He just he just likes to be contradictory. It's like, is this a thing normies like? Then I hate it. Yeah. Um, at lunch, Archie and Val um, share tense looks, um, and Veronica asks Betty about Jughead's birthday. Uh, Betty explained that Jug has never had a birthday party, which Archie confirms, um, and she goes on to say that they should throw him one. Archie quickly says no, and that Jughead doesn't like his birthday. Uh, Veronica says it's a fantastic idea, and Kevin replies to Archie with, everybody says that, but they don't mean it about their birthday, which, I, I mean... That's a little presumptive, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, do you don't strike me as in someone who would say that, Kevin. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, Veronica acts super selfish, saying any excuse to wear a cute party dress, um, and suggests only inner circle of friends to the party, uh, before Kevin interjects, oh my god, don't turn around, to which everybody then turns, turns around. around. Uh, <laughs> as if summoned. Yes. Oh my god. Chuck Clayton is back. And he's talking to the girl from Stranger Things. I mean, Ethel. Uh, Ethel. Um, Ethel. Betty has, like, a Vietnam flashback uh, of her <laughs> being, uh, as we soon to find out, Dark Betty. Oh, is th that is the nomenclature yes. for her for her megasonic form once betty touches all of the chaos emeralds <laughs> all bets are off uh kevin says holy chuck i think his lats got bigger not that i care because he's evil incarnate which is probably <laughs> okay, going kevin. to be our episode title <laughs> <laughs> i think his lats got bigger uh Archie asks why Chuck's back, but Veronica explains, no, you stupid idiot. He was only su suspended. He wasn't expelled. Um, Dipshit. Archie, watch your own damn show for once. Come on, man. Uh, Betty storms off to confront Chuck. Uh, as, like I said, talk to Ethel. Um, and Betty's like, get away from get away from her, you bitch. Uh, Channeling her Ellen Ripley. Yeah. Uh, Chuck explains that he's trying to apologize and that she doesn't have to go all dark Betty on him. I watched this with subtitles on and mm -hmm. they proper capitalized uppercase dark Betty. Like it is a proper noun. Yeah. Like supersonic. Yeah. It makes sense. The theory holds water. Uh, Betty Jesus starts to Christ. explain, uh, drawing some attention that she's not going dark anything and uh, clenches her fists. Once again, this is like the first time we've seen this since like the first episode, I think. And she like pierces the flesh with her nails. Yeah. Like Betty is demented. She's, like she's I'm, I want to re I want to reclass Betty. By the way. Okay. Betty Betty is clearly a barbarian. Okay. Betty like barbarian. she has barbo rage. Yeah, and like dark Betty is her barbarian rage. Betty Barbarian. Hundred percent. Betty Barian, yeah, that's what will work. Okay, <laughs> that's what we'll work with. Uh, Ethel explains that it's fine. Chuck uh, asks if Betty's okay uh, before she storms off, and Chunk, Ch Chunk, Chuck, Chunk, Chuck winks at Archie, who just kind of is confused. I don't know what's happening yeah. here. <laughs> uh, Betty returns to the gang's table. Uh, she looks at her hands, revealing that yeah, she's got that she's got that kung fu grip. Um, <laughs> Before trying to move to the subject back to Jughead's party, um, Archie and yeah, Val exchange more looks of, you know, extreme tension, and Archie's like, let's just throw an epic rager, brah. Yeah, brah, let's just get twisted. Uh, later, uh, Betty asks uh, FP in person, 
to come to uh, the party, saying that would be, be special and mean something to Jughead. Uh, FP says, man, you're persistent. And Betty replies that she rarely gives up. Uh, at the Blue and Gold, Alice Cooper arrives, our favorite mom. Uh, she She's actually kind of refreshing this episode. Uh-huh. Because, like, she's not being an active monster, but that, that don't last long. A passive monster. Um, <laughs> face down to defensive position. Um, yeah, it's, it's waiting to strike. Uh, Alice arrives explained that she had a meeting with Principal Weatherby, and, that, and she is now the advisor on the school paper. Um, Alice then, then inquires what Betty's doing. Uh, she explains that she's prepping for Jughead's party, um, and then Betty asks her mom, like, when her and her dad started dating, like, did they tell each other everything? And Alice is like, yeah, probably shouldn't have, though. Um, so don't do that. Even if you trust yeah. this guy and you really, really like him and everything. Um, they will use it against you. Yeah. You know, keep some keep some secrets in your back pocket, just in case. Park it? Park it, yep. All right. You are, you are inventing a bunch of words this podcast. Uh, yeah, I know. It's fine. It's okay. A park it is a parka with a pocket, which honestly sounds super convenient. Let's get on Kickstarter. Okay. Let's. All right. We'll just stop the recording now, and we'll, we'll okay. get on that. Podcast canceled, nerds. You don't get to find out how it ends unless you watch it on Netflix or something. <laughs> um, let's see. Where was I? Uh, over pizza, Jughead tells uh, Archie that the, the Bijou is showing American Werewolf in London and Animal House, a John Landis double feature. Uh, Archie says that, uh, hey, you're going with Betty, bro. And uh, Jughead is disappointed that he told her about his birthday. Jughead, grow up. Yeah. Uh, Archie asks why he hates his birthday, and Jughead explains that, you know, he's got some some PTSD from childhood. That, like, it's a day where his family would pretend that everything was okay, even if they weren't. And it just kind of made him feel lonely. Um, yeah. I mean, that's sad, and I get it, Jughead. But, like, there has, there's a certain point in your life where you gotta, like, face things eventually. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's comfort evasion, and then there's, like, denial evasion. And you are in denial evasion right well, now. Well, remember, he's like 15. His brain isn't fully formed at this point. That's true. 15-year-olds, and actually just teenagers who are listening to this, your brain isn't fully formed. No. That's a quote from Noah Carden. If you're going to send us hate mail, make sure you address it to Noah. <laughs> it's true. Your brain doesn't stop growing until you're like 22. Um, That's true. That's true. That's when all the terrifying anxieties hit. <laughs> it really is. Uh, <laughs> over at the lodges, Veronica wearing reading glasses, apparently. Um, oh! Oh! <laughs> oh! Do you, do you need to wipe up? I'm good. I, I put a towel in my pan. No, that's not funny. <laughs> that's not okay. That's kind of gross. That's a yucko. This is something that would get me pulled off radio. <laughs> Uh, Veronica has discovered for that for the past 75 years, up until about five months ago with Hiram Lodge's arrest, Blossom Maple Farms has been making sizable payments to Lodge Industries. Uh, explain this to Hermione. Uh, she states that this could potentially be the public uh, make the public think Hiram had something to do with Jason Blossom's death and for Veronica uh, to drop it and definitely not bring the Blossoms into it, especially Cheryl. We move to the next scene where Veronica almost immediately confronts Cheryl. Instantly. Yes. Instantly. Yes. It takes her three seconds. Like, these are bad. Like, the Hardy Boys wouldn't stand for this shit. Yeah. These fucking kids are bad detectives. Nancy Drew would, you know, pimp slap Veronica. Totally. Um, Veronica almost immediately challenges Cheryl to a cheerleading dance-off performance thing. I'm really confused what this was supposed to do. Step up to the streets. Like, and over the scene, like, it's very clear that Veronica has more, like, modern wiggle. And Cheryl is, like, a very smooth, technical dancer. But, I mean, obviously (laughs) Veronica is going to win because she's wiggling that butt. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, After the act, the the Vixens cheer almost unanimously for Veronica. Um, and they all leave together. I still don't know. Like, is Veronica the new cheerleading captain? Yeah, like, what are the rules here? Is it, like, orc chieftain rules where, like, if you kill the 
the orc or urukai above you you achieve their station like is the nemesis system in play like what's going on here oh god <laughs> she all just comes back with like an eye patch and a hook for her hand oh fuck yes yeah like this 50 percent of the scenes when they're in cheerleader practice are so freaking baffling because it's like why is this they're here? either having dense offs or they're having like faux lesbian kissing like it's just so weird. Like, it exists in its own dimension with its own rules that we cannot fathom. Oh, wait. I think I did I think I think did find the actual quote I want to use for the episode title here. So, um... Oh, shit, yeah. So, uh, as they all leave, uh, Cheryl stops Tina and Ginger, her two uh, mannequin... Animate mannequins. Animate mannequins. Uh, who are chastised by Cheryl for not even voting, kicking them off of the Vixens and out of her life. Uh, and she says, you catatonic bimbos didn't even vote. So you stuttering sapheads are too dim to exercise your own rights, and you've got the combined vocabulary of a baked potato. So I assume that the the title for this episode is Combined Vocabulary of a Baked Potato. I, I think that's what it's going to be. That's a good descriptor for like us as hosts. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm it's making new words. Summary. Yeah, that's... In the iTunes description, that's what we'll change it to. Noah and Kyle, hosted by Noah and Kyle, with the combined vocabulary of a baked potato. <laughs> oh my uh, god. So Archie preps Jughead's party uh, when Fred calls. Uh, Archie asks how things are. Um, but Fred explains that uh, instead of meeting for dinner, uh, Fred and Mary are just going to meet in the morning to sign the, sign the paper. Sign the paper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Archie just kind of gets... Gets more of a sad boy than he usually is, and decides to you know Wah. hit that hit that lick, liquor cabinet, yo. Hey, he Fitty. likes the juice, man. He likes that spicy, spicy. <laughs> he he likes that sour grape juice. Oh god. <laughs> I was gonna call it spicy water, but sour grape juice is is better. He likes to drink that dad fuel. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> um, at Pops, Cheryl arrives looking for someone. Uh, she explains... And it turns out that it's Chuck. It totally She's Chuck. looking to sow some chaos, and she goes up to Chuck, and Chuck's like, Sure, I didn't almost get murdered before. This sounds like a good plan. <laughs> she calls him that chowderhead Archie. That, chow that chowderhead. They, they have to be in, like... Massachusetts. It's, they have to be. It's at possible. This point. It's possible. Um, like fuck. I also doesn't she straight up refer to themselves as agents of chaos? Like, yes. I'm not. I'm not hallucinating. She says that. Yes. She, okay. She so often Cheryl says that she need, She wants to spread chaos. Is Cheryl more of a snetch or a slaneshi cultist? I think she worships that big blue bird, and clearly. Uh, Football Mc, McFootball boy uh, worships corn. Of course. Like he, of course. He lusts for violence. Actually, he might actually be the Slaneshi worshiper because he's a pervert. That's that's true. There's, Shit, there's some no argument could be made. Um, hmm. All right, undivided it is. Oh, so uh, at the Sourberry Law Offices. <laughs> Get the fuck. Uh, okay. Veronica explains that the Blossom Lodge situation to which uh, Mr. Sourberry explains, yeah, we know about that. And, uh, yeah, duh. If she's willing to uh, ask if she's willing to give a statement. Um, Veronica has delivered a message from her father uh, after declining once again, revealing that Hermione isn't as innocent as she seems, and Veronica's decision will affect them both and their futures. Yeah, I don't think message is the right word here, homie. I believe that the word that you were thinking of, let me check my potato vocabulary really quick. <laughs> oh, it's threat. The word is threat. <laughs> potato Potato vocabulary. Yeah, I had, to, I had to open my potato to check its vocabulary. It's like a roll. And uh, it said, I cut, here's the scary thing though. I cut the potato open and like carved into the potato, it just said threat. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm being threatened or if the potato was looking out for me. There's some problems and I'm going to need to talk to a priest. Okay. That's basically where okay. I'm going we'll, with we'll, this. we'll take care of that once we're done with the recording. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. At the Bijou, uh, Jughead inquires about the Chuck situation. Uh, with Betty, but she doesn't want to talk about it, uh, turning it, uh, the topic onto Jughead's birthday. Um, 
Chuckhead says, uh, he didn't think she was American werewolf kind of girl, but Betty disagrees, saying she's all about the beast within. Get. Okay. <laughs> okay. Damn, Betty. Betty, you're twisted. Like, you're twisted. Uh, at Archie, uh, Veronica arrives. Um, Kevin introduces Joaquin to her. Joaquin. Uh, and Veronica explains what happened at the lawyers. Um, I think she also goes for the liquor cabinet as well. Oh yeah, everybody's hitting the sauce. Uh, Joaquin pays very close attention to everybody because he's the mole in the operation. Yeah, he is a spy, as we learn later. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Betty so they drink and drink and drink, and then uh, Betty and Jughead arrive, yeah. I believe, right? They arrive, uh, and shit gets real awkward. Um, Real fast. Archie is drunk, and when asked by Jughead, denies it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not says, drunk, I'm just really exhausted. Veronica says, happy birthday in Spanish, or as the subtitles on Amazon say, speak Spanish. Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, didn't even try. They didn't even try. They uh, fucking I think turning the, the subtitles on was probably my best decision so far. Oh, oh, it's it's revealing so, so very much. Um, Kevin shows up and gives Jughead a, cu- a hug, uh, which Jughead replies, Oh, it's Kevin. Happy birthday, bud. It's a real awkward <laughs> hug. Hey, Kev. Thanks, dog. Yeah. Um, um, this all sort of continues. They introduce Joaquin again. They do. Uh, and then Betty comes out with... A big old cake, and she sings like a very sultry, but also like very beautiful. Like she has some sweet pipes. It's very. But she sings. It's yeah, like a very sultry happy birthday to her boyfriend in front of all of her pals. <laughs> to which, to which, Jughead says, "That was haunting, Betty." <laughs> yeah, that's a good word for it, Jughead. It also, was haunting. Did you notice what the cake was? Uh. I don't even... What was it? it Please. It was a burger. <laughs> okay, good. I was gonna... Th- I thought you were gonna say, like, a screaming human face. <laughs> no. But, okay, a burger. No, no. The Archdeacon <sighs> hasn't been slain yet and released all the damn souls from underneath Riverdale. Like... Correct. Correct. Oh, man. I'm waiting for it, man. But uh, I want a burger cake. Yeah. It was like... I mean, it looked pretty tasty. Um, but as all this is going on... Uh, Jacob wishes it was just him and Betty. Uh, Veronica runs to the kitchen to cry, and Archie goes to comfort her, uh, and then Southern comfort her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's my one of my own personal puns, because he's like, hey, uh, you want a drink? Let me just, I'm going to see if I can remember in post, I'm going to like download that sound effect, and I'm going to put it in, and <laughs> listeners are going to be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, You're I'm going to make sure that I get that and for just you. Put that in. <laughs> yeah okay perfect um arch explains that hey uh you know my parents are finalizing the divorce that his mom wanted to leave riverdale and his dad wanted to stay veronica explains that her father threatened to destroy her mom if she didn't make a statement on his behalf damn like there's some real... bad dad bad dad points yeah um betty and jughead walk in on uh, archie and veronica hugging uh which doesn't make anything you know totally awkward at all um no i'm perfectly comfortable with this fellow teen yeah i'm emotionally equipped to deal with situations like this uh veronica says she's not in her usual party mood and jughead agrees which sparks betty to ask if she's if he's actually upset uh jughead says he's rather prefer everybody to be alone just want you know something real real close-knit like just oh, also Ethel's here. Yeah, Ethel's just kind of here. <laughs> I forgot. She's here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they, they kind of get into a little bit of an argument. Um, and Betty asks like why he's all doom and gloom all the time. Uh, Jack replies that he's not normal. He never was like wired to be normal, air quotes. and To be normal. Yeah. yeah. A cat. <laughs> Adorable cat from... Corfield. Um, and then the doorbell rings, <laughs> and the agents of chaos have arrived with a host. In full force. A, a war host. A war band. <laughs> of, of they have at least a thousand point army with them, yes. and they are ready to party. 
Uh, Archie, uh, being the drunk blockhead that he is, uh, says, screw it, invites everybody in. Uh, much to okay, that disappointment. That makes sense because I just my next note is just blockhead points plus ten. Yes. So I can only assume that that's what this is referring to. Probably. It's like I'm. It's like I'm a anthropologist, like reading hieroglyphics from like a very very dumb civilization <laughs> that wrote dumb words and didn't explain them. Uh, Betty and Veronica and Cheryl and Chuck have like a, a stare down kind of moment uh, before mm-hmm. we move to the next scene. Um, the party explodes. Uh, Veronica explains to Kevin and Joaquin that Cheryl and her crew are agents of chaos, and this is payback. They love throwing that around. Yeah. Like, they're very heavily aligned with the nine-point alignment grid, it, and they love chaos here, yo. Yo. Uh, in the garage, Jug and Vegas the dog are sulking uh, when Archie arrives saying, uh, Val's here, and, you know, you think she wants me back, bro? Dog. No. Yeah. Uh, no Jughead, uh, ignoring it, says it, it was Archie's job to make sure something like this never happened, and now he's living in a Seth Rogen movie. Um, <laughs> I want to be living in a Tarantino movie. Yeah. I'm Jughead. All right, to be fair, I've been ragging on Jughead a lot, but to be fair, none of this is Jughead's fault. No, like, Jughead not. is perfectly clear about his comfort zone and what he likes, and... Granted, not all of this is their fault, but Archie does say, like, yeah, come on in, and, like, disregard everything, and Betty does disregard his feelings. He overreacts a little bit, but also at the same time, like, y'all put your friend in a very not comfortable situation for him, and that's not super dope. So, uh, FP arrives at the garage... Um, oh yeah, dad's at the party. Yeah, like, cool. The only adult is the leader of the the biker gang. <laughs> yeah, no one fucking questions this like fifty year old dude who's like <laughs> drinking with high schoolers in one of the creepiest scenes of all time that's coming up. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, hey, I got you a gift, Jughead. Which I don't know if we ever actually find out what the gift is. Um, I assume it's a box of snakes. <laughs> It's his own leather jacket. He's about to get jumped into the Southside Serpents. <laughs> Welcome to the gang, motherfucker. Uh, but he heads inside to to drop off the uh, the present, and he walks into the kitchen to where Kevin is sitting up on the counter, just just making out hardcore with Joaquin. Just like whole and, hog. And and FP is like, well, 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 what do we got here? We got here. And- they're like, oh, ah, beans. It's Jughead's dad. And he's like, here's some awkward conversation that's ultimately irrelevant. Hey, where's the bathroom? And then Kevin's like, oh, I'll show you. And Joaquin's like, no, I'll do it. And he's like, I'll come with you. And then he's like, no, I'll go alone. Which, like, Kevin, this should have set off an alarm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they go upstairs to, to talk. Um, Veronica sees FP and Joaquin. And is like, hey, I recognize that dude. Who is that? And Kevin's like, that's Jughead's dad. He's a Southside Serpent. And Veronica's like, the plot thickens. Well, She actually says that. Um, Does she? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Betty spots uh, uh, Chuck inside and asks him to leave. Um, Chuck says Betty ruined his college football prospects, but Betty doesn't care. Um, Dog, you're fucking, like... Sexual harassment, sex offense is what ruined your chances. Like, here's a fun fact: if you didn't do that shit, you wouldn't have ruined your own chances. You know, you know what? Dip shit. I bet if he was white, he would have gotten away with it. <laughs> I bet if he was white, it would have been a lot easier for him. That like, too. Um, fuck me. Uh, Chuck goads her, saying uh, he's seen the real Betty, and he thinks about her at night, to which Betty then just slaps the shit out of him and leaves. Does he... I don't know. Like, so, uh, recap in my mind. My mental recap has him, like, rubbing one of his nipples and, like, fondling his (laughs) groin while he says that. That doesn't happen, though. That's just me, No, no. I mean, like, maybe, like, mentally he's doing that. Does he, like, lick his lips or anything? He does lick his lips. I think he might rub his hands together. (laughs) He licks his lip a lot. He's like LL Cool J. (laughs) Licking your lips is what you do when you instantly want to convey to someone that you are probably a sex offender. (laughs) 
That's the fastest way to convince someone that you are gonna, like, become Uncle Touchy. Um, so, Effie and Joaquin are talking in Archie's room, apparently. And we get to see, uh, as they leave the room, we see the room in Betty's room across the, the alleyway. Yeah, Mima's just peeking into the room yep. at this perfect, convenient time for some reason. Which, like, you know... Okay. Getting a little... Sure. How often does she, like, peep in on Archie, you think? This is so... Oh, damn. This is some rear window shit. Like, she's gonna see <laughs> really Archie is. bury a person at some point, and she's gonna be like, aha. Uh, out I can't. Yes. Uh, out in the garage, Betty and Jughead get into another fight. Uh, the party's the last thing he wanted. Uh, Betty and Archie are his only real friends. Uh, Kevin and Veronica would have shunned him like two months ago. Um, he's a weirdo. Look at this hat. Of course I'm a weirdo. Um, yeah, I wear this hat for a reason. Yeah. Let's explain it in-universe why I wear this dumbass hat. Yeah. He, uh, he's the shunned loner from the wrong side of the tracks, and she's the girl next door, which Betty apparently really hates that term. Well, that's... Honestly, her her difficulty with that term is probably what caused the the schism in her psyche uh -huh. that generated. I'm sorry, not generated. That gave the entity known as Dark Betty the foothold it needed to partially possess her. <laughs> I fucking love Dark Betty. Oh. Dark Betty's so good. Ever since that, like we learned, it's the proper noun. Yeah, uh, Jughead says that he's uh, not one of her projects, and that they're on borrowed time. Um, that once she's sick of slumming it with him, or or once Archie comes around, it's over. Um, and she's just like, oh well, fuck this, fuck you, dude. And Jughead's like, oh man, I <laughs> fucked up. I done goofed. Uh, Archie tries to talk to Val, but she isn't having it and splashes him with a drink and leaves, uh, sending Archie spiraling into uh, more liquor. Um, yeah, like, Archie was being a little grabby, and, like, Archie, don't do that. Yeah, um, not cool, bro. They just... I'm just still miffed about how poorly they handled that whole relationship and just how poorly they're handling Val. Yeah. Like, she's... She's hostile from the get-go, and, like, I don't want to be that person who's like, well, don't go to that party, Val. Like, one, you should know that if it's being thrown by Cheryl and what's-his-face, that it's gonna be a bad time. And, and two, it's literally your ex-boyfriend's house. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? Like, um, yeah, like, don't, don't do that. But also, Archie, even if she does show up, that ain't permission, dog. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Quit it. Um, yeah, knock it off. Jughead tries to leave, but is stopped by uh, Chuck and Cheryl, who force everyone to play Secrets and Sins, uh, a, a variant of Truth or Dare. Um, which, it's good to see that uh, Cheryl and uh, Chuck are getting into the uh, the game-making industry. Yeah, honestly, I was thinking that the, the game-making industry was kind of stagnating in recent years, and that we didn't have a game like Monopoly that could very quickly turn your loved ones into your enemies. And this, it's good to see that that sort of game's back on the market. This this game has just kind of cut out the middleman, and it's basically, hey, fuck you, the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eat shit and die, TM, the game. So... In the, the parlor, a.k.a. the living room, I guess, because it's not Thornhill and doesn't have a parlor. Um, oh, Thornhill. Uh, Cheryl decides to uh, pick Veronica first for Secrets and Sins. Um, How the fuck are the... Okay, like, here... First off, there is a 50-year-old man at this party, <laughs> and, like, like, Chuck locks them into this house, and he's like, nobody's leaving. Like, at this point, I would have assumed that, like, the gang member would have shot Chuck dead. <laughs> like, because the only reason you lock a door like that is when you're planning to kill everyone inside the building. Pretty much. Second off, 50% of the party was already outside. Like, yeah. just go through the back door. Fourth off, just punch Chuck in the head. Well, we're, like, we'll, we'll get to that. Oh. Okay. But, like, there are multiple... Oh, and, and fifth off, don't play the game. Just be like, ah, eh, fuck you. Like... Yeah. I re this is where my suspension of disbelief ends. There's no way this whole party is going to quiet down and play a game that they know is designed to hurt them. This isn't Saw. Yeah. Uh, but this does bring up probably my favorite part of the episode just because it, it goes whole hog. 
It definitely does. <laughs> uh, Cheryl exposes that Hiram bought the drive-in land illegally from jail. Um, Veronica counters with by just blowing Cheryl the fuck up and accusing Let her, her up of, of twincest. Of twincest. She straight up uses the term, dude. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, twincest. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh, my God. It was so the, great. Actually, that might be the quote. What what's her like? Do you have her quote written down? Oh, I don't. I will have to I'll have to go and find. That's it. That's one. I think that might be the quote. This episode is good with quotes. It's good with quotes, including the one that Kevin gives, which this is riveting. I can't breathe. <laughs> Kevin knows he's safe. No one's gonna mess with Kevin. Yeah. Like at the worst, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you're gay," and he's gonna be like, "Yeah, and and." Um, Dotson Dolly steps up, exposing Grundy and Archie's affair uh, to Chuck's glee. He is so happy when he hears about it. Um, Cheryl accuses Archie of mommy issues, and that's why he can't keep a girl around. Uh, <laughs> that's not nice. Betty says that Dilton plays with guns, but no one cares, because as Cheryl points out, so Dolly is a psychopath. Everyone knows that. McLovin's clearly someone who yeah. tortures cats. We know this. Yeah. Uh, Chuck exposes what happens in episode three, provoking Jughead to just straight up punch the shit out of him. Um, Good job, Jughead. They start to fight, but FP steps in, forcing Chuck out, and then forces everyone else to leave. Yeah, FP gets some bad dad points just by virtue of like permitting this to happen, yeah. especially when it... Like, they pulled your son, who's clearly not having a good time. Like, at any point, FP could have been like, no, actually, I'm going to leave with my son. And then Chuck's like, no, you're not. And he's like, actually, I'm going to kill you if you don't get out of my way, Chuck. Yeah. Are you not aware that I'm a Southside Serpent? I'm I'm an adult, and I'm gigantic, and I have clearly messed a bunch of people up in my lifetime like get out of my way child i'm played by skeet ulrich like i'm played by a man named skeet i have nothing to lose <laughs> uh when jackhead tries to leave fp stops him telling him that betty needs him and that his friends gave him something that his family couldn't and you know man up could be in a punk uh Alice confronts FP yeah, as he goes to leave. Jesus. Um, and we learn that Alice Cooper is from the south side of town. She was a bad girl. And that, as FP points out, snakes don't shed their skin so easily. Actually, they do. <laughs> they really do. That's, how, Actually, that's why they, they do. I think that they are known for shedding their skin often. <laughs> um, at Pops, later, Betty and Jughead make up. Jug says when people do nice things for him, it, he kind of short circuit. Um, he's insecure about rejection and being himself. Uh, Betty says he should have told him about. Uh, she should have told him about the whole thing with Chuck in episode three. Um, mm. She's worried about the darkness inside her. And holy shit, and I was yawning and that caught me off guard. But yeah, Dark Betty Cannon, like <laughs> there is an entity at play. Please tell me Sabrina's gonna exercise her. Uh, oh god, I hope so. You know what? Oh Thinking my god. about this now, this makes so much more sense because I'm up to. The latest episode? Oh, I haven't watched 12 yet. 12? Oh my god. Alright. It's good? Yes, it's good. Um, I'm so excited. There are some things that happen that kind of explain a lot of shit. Um, oh, shit. But yeah, she's worried about the darkness inside of her and the things that makes her do. Um, showing Jughead the marks on her hands. Uh, Jughead is a sweet boy and kisses her hands and then her. Um, Aww. Back at Archie. Uh, Archie's place. Archie is super embarrassed. Back at Archie. But, uh, Veronica assures him that by money, nobody will remember except for uh, maybe her accusation of twincest at Cheryl. Um, I mean, but listen, just like Dilton Doily playing with guns and being a psychopath, everyone knows that the Blossom siblings got up inside each other's guts. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody knows that. <laughs> wait, that's not, that's not wait, a mystery. Wait, Cheryl got up inside Jason? Yeah, hey, listen, don't king shame, Noah. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Um... Uh, Archie confesses he drunk out of his dad earlier, telling him to not sign the papers. Um, he asks why he keeps wrecking things. Um, Veronica empathizes, saying every day is a new secret, and she wants uh, her mom to be innocent. She wants her mom to be innocent so bad. Um, Archie ponders uh, if he had been better off uh, if he had gone with his mother to Chicago. Uh, Veronica says she doesn't know, but they wouldn't have met. Um, Archie and says they, then they get messed up. Very close. 
And yeah, they get very close to one another, yeah. and uh, they just start giving each other the business. They do. And then they, they go upstairs, and they give each other the business, I assume. Uh, but, like, they wake up in separate beds? They wake up in... Veronica wakes up in Archie's bed the next morning, and Archie is on the floor in Jughead's, like, little rollout mat thing. His air mattress. This is, like, some Carol Burnett show business, where it's like, oh, yeah, it's normal to sleep in two different beds. I think it was Carol Burnett that did that, too. I, Definitely Lucy did. I, I don't know. Um... But they're still, like, wearing, like, most of their clothes. I think only Archie just has, like, his shirt off. So unless you Archie. got, like, all redressed and then got into bed, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, they had sex, right? Like, that's what I'm getting from this. It's, it wasn't just, like, hand stuff. Like, I assume sex was involved. Maybe the dress didn't have to come off. Uh, that is one of the conveniences of dresses. But, like, I assume... That they done did it. Uh, for for all intents and purposes, yes. For the the, the purpose of the story, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, like, but I don't know. Veronica makes her, her walk of shame, uh, to which Jughead is just, like, sitting, like, right at the bottom of the stairs reading a newspaper. <laughs> He's like, hey, what's good? Like, obviously Jughead saw when he came home to go to bed. He <laughs> was like, like, oh, well... I'm not going in there. <laughs> he just walked in on them and was like, oh, well, I, I'm out of here. It's a very classy move on Jughead's behalf, though, yes. to just be like, I'm not I'm not actually going to ruin their fun. Yeah. Um, at home, Veronica asks Smithers, uh, the, Smithers the butler's opinion of uh, her father and then her He's mother. like, I can't say. It would be unprofessional. And she's like, what about my mom? And he's like, she's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, Smithers, thank you. Uh, and then uh, she goes to the lawyer to give a, a, a statement. Uh, Archie climbs up after the party, avoiding phone calls from his dad, and Jughead assures Archie that he won't tell anyone ever about Veronica. Uh, Alice brings Betty some hangover meds and a high point? I don't... This is like the second time they've mentioned high point, and I don't know like what it is. Like a beer? There's, there's a beer around here. I don't know if it's elsewhere, but it's called High Point. Like, I don't I don't assume she's given her a beer unless Mama Cooper is very much like hair of the dog in her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, like... I, it might be like an in-universe brand or something. I don't. I don't know. It's not important. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna look it up though. Keep going. Uh, Betty explains that. Uh... Oh wait, no. Here, here we go. Brings her to hangover meds in the high point. Asks about Joaquin. Uh, Betty explains that they're both uh, snakes and that uh, Joaquin is Kevin's boyfriend. Al says that uh, there's too much coincidences going on right now. Um, and at school. Veronica brings Betty coffee and a scone, to which Betty jokingly says the last time she did something like this was when uh, Veronica kissed Archie, to which they both heartily laugh it off. And <laughs> uh, Veronica then goes on to say she just testified on her father's behalf. Uh, she explains that Hiram hired the serpents to trash the drive-in so the lodges couldn't uh, could buy could buy the drive-in land, and uh, maybe they were hired by Hiram to do something else with Jason. Veronica then asks for help with the investigation. Asks to help with the investigation, um, and then we get the jug catalog to close out the episode. Uh, despite your belief in order and chaos, we are either in control of our lives or think we are. Um, Veronica receives uh, a pearl necklace from her father along with a thank you note, um, and Archie, exhausted from cleaning, uh, rests as his dad arrives. Um, you get a, a we're home, and then. It's not just Fred that has arrived. It's Mama Andrews, Mary, played by one Molly Ringwald. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the end. And that's the episode. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't find anything except for stuff about uh, guns and High Point, North Carolina. Okay. Um, so I don't even know, man. Yeah. I don't. If you know what, what the hell a High Point is... If it's the beer that I'm thinking it is, let us know. Yeah. And you can let us know by sending us an email yep. at mapleandblood at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at mapleandblood, all one word, all spelled out. Fantastic. Uh, we also have a Tumblr now, which is... Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, well, we've had a Tumblr by the time you're listening to this, which is mapleandblood.tumblr.com. Um, yeah. Uh, episode five just went up 
Episode 6 is in the can, right? Uh, I episode 6, uh, I'm going to put that up later today that we are recording okay. this. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit a big batch this week, cool. and uh, I'll get them out to you. Um, um, you can oh, also... yeah, the Maple Golem is up. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I really, I'm really satisfied with the design and the Grunderbuss I have for that episode. Nice, 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 nice. I'm so ready. Um, so let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we can talk about i know we've got a, a, a couple of tweets um mainly from oh, our good. good friend review cultus aka crazon um with his lovely fan art yeah uh he also thanks you mr carty for increasing really? his monster catalog with the raven mocker <laughs> you're very welcome review cultist the raven mocker is one of my favorite uh bits of uh local myth uh i just think that they're super goddamn fascinating uh and you're welcome yeah. <laughs> um also uh we're on the the reddit now the the riverdale subreddit um oh are we yes we're posting there yeah I'll, I'll, I'll post like updates for when new episodes go out there fantastic uh and you know if you're listening to this you you came from the reddit or from the tumblr or any of those places let us know leave a comment leave a review on itunes uh be yeah and Talk about us on Reddit. That would be super swell. Even if you hate us. Um, I know we got uh, one person saying that they absolutely love the name of the show. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Which, after watching episode 12, I am, I've never been happier that we named this show what we did. Tell me that there is a shot. Actually, don't tell me, but I'm just going to hope, against hope, that there is a shot where someone gets shot. And, like, the blood pours out of them, but, like, a maple syrup bottle has fallen over nearby, and, like, the blood and the maple, like, ooze into one another. <laughs> That's what I want. Maybe. Maybe there is. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Alrighty. Well, that is it for this episode of Maple and Blood. Uh, as always, I have been your incredibly congested and eye-inflamed host, Kyle Cardi. And I have been your deafened and also, like, allergy-filled host, Noah Garden. Thank you for listening. Thank you.